Hi everyone and welcome to the Travel Farm with Four podcast. My name is Jane and I'm an Australian mum to four daughters and today I'm going to be talking about our family road trip to Cairns. I blog about our family travels and as a bit of a hobby and for the same reason I'm making this podcast. It's fun to share what we have learned on our journeys and it's also helpful I think to hear from families who have four children or even more about how they've managed to make some of these trips work. I always have a few trips bubbling away on our our, our Excel spreadsheets. I wait to see if there's the right time for our family to make those trips or maybe whether there's the right sale on airfares um, or accommodation or something like that, which could make the, the right time to make our dreams a reality. And so that means that I am constantly part of research groups Facebook groups, I listen to podcasts, I'm reading blogs and websites. And one of the things that I find frustrating when I'm doing that research is that there's often a lack of information about traveling with four or more kids. Lots of deals that that come up cater to families with two adults and two children. Lots of podcasts discuss travel with smaller families. And for that reason, I thought it might be helpful to record our experiences here to help families who have four children. That doesn't mean that what I'm going to say won't be helpful if you have less children, um, but I just think that it's um, good to be clear upfront about um, where I think this podcast can offer some value. No matter why you're listening or how you came across the podcast, welcome. Now, Cairns in far north Queensland is the gateway to the Great Barrier Reef. It's a place that Australians often travel to, to enjoy the reef, And it's definitely a place that attracts international tourists for that reason. Because of that, even though it's technically what we would call a regional city here in Australia, it has a really um, good uh, airport. It has a uh, fast train, which makes its way to Cairns from southern Queensland. Um, It's well serviced by those sorts of transportation options. And that makes sense because Cairns, Townsville and Port Douglas, which are the main destinations where uh, travel to the Great Barrier Reef takes place, and I'll collectively call those places far north Queensland, um, that area is a long way from the rest of the state. It takes days to get to the far north part of Queensland from Brisbane, which is the state capital of Queensland. And we're talking about two cities in the same state within Australia. So that gives you a bit of an idea about the distances that it takes to travel uh, across Australia. Australia is a big place and most of our population is um, along the the outsides, along the coastal regions of Australia. So um, those areas tend to be well serviced by transportation options. And then uh, when you head into the centre of Australia, you've got a few uh, less options available then. So for this trip, we're really talking about going just up the coast of Queensland. Now, flying is convenient. We love flying. I'm certainly not against flying. My kids enjoy going in planes and I do keep an eye on um, flying. Um, frequent, I'm part of a frequent flyer program and I keep an eye on uh, websites which advertise fare deals and that sort of thing. But flying with a larger family obviously is more expensive than flying with a smaller family. And I did an episode on um, the comparison between flying and road tripping um, a couple of episodes ago and pointed out there that once you've paid for your vehicle, it's fairly similar um, cost-wise whether you have two people in your vehicle or six, 
whereas for an aeroplane, you're playing, paying for every seat. Um, but there are other limitations to flying. For example, you can only take a limited amount of luggage with you. If you need a pram or a car seat, those things have to be checked at the boarding gate when you're getting on the plane, which means that one adult's attention and hands um, are being occupied with that task which then leaves the other adult tending to the children. And if you've got four children like us, that's one adult tending to four children at the boarding gate in an airport, which can be pretty impractical and pretty chaotic depending on the ages of the children. And that's assuming you have one pram and one car seat. Um, and in some cases, you might have multiple children needing those things. In Queensland, children need to be in car seats or booster seats in vehicles until they are seven years old or even older if they're short or petite. So the rule is that your knees need to be at the front of the seat and your feet need to be touching the ground safely before you can be out of a car seat, which means that a lot of children in our family, it's been up to sort of nine or 10 years old, a lot of children are in car seats for longer. So at the time that we went to Cairns, this meant that we would have needed to take four car seats if we wanted to use a hire car, which would have had the same rules as driving your own private vehicle. Um, but even if we'd been in a taxi or a rideshare and we wanted to, do, to use one of those safely on the ground in Cairns, we still would have needed some car seats um, and take, we would have needed to take our pram as well. And this just seemed pretty impractical to us. The convenience of being able to leave our own car seats in our own vehicle for the whole trip um, as well as them being able to pack our own pillows, multiple layers of clothing, food, manage our own entertainment and so on, just made the idea of travelling by road much more appealing for us at that particular stage of life. Um, another benefit of that was that then if we since we chose to uh, travel by road, that meant we could then visit many destinations on our trip up to Cairns and back. Now, we were able to uh, clear about 10 days for this trip, so we didn't feel rushed and if time was of the essence, perhaps we would have weighed all the considerations a bit differently. If we'd had a week, we might have spent one day at each end flying to and from Cairns and then had five days there. But as it was, we were able to make the journey a bit more slowly on our way up and back and enjoy a similar amount of time there as if we'd gone for a week-long trip. Now, when I talk to friends about road tripping, I get a lot of groans and I do understand this. Um, some families really hate traveling long distances in the car and I get it and we've certainly had our fair share of difficult stretches as well we do have the benefit of having a van which uh, I, I say that's a benefit I know some people would roll their eyes but the, the benefit of that in terms of road trips is that it means that none of our kids have to be touching each other when we're traveling we can have a spare seat in between them and that means that everyone gets their own space and that really does seem to make a difference we also embrace screens. Now, that doesn't mean our kids get excessive amounts of screen time, but we recognise that um, they might have watched a movie or a TV program at home for some part of the day that we are travelling. And so we have no problem putting on a movie or letting the kids uh, watch something that they've downloaded onto a device before we travel. For our trip to Cairns, we had a roof-mounted DVD player. So we just pulled that down and we were quite happy to have that playing when we were on open highways, which had good visibility. The one thing about the roof-mounted um, DVD player is that the screen would come down and block the rear vision mirror slightly. And so when we were in built-up areas, we wouldn't have that down at those times. To give you some context, um, in terms of the time of year, we travelled in June, 
which is winter here in Australia and the Southern Hemisphere. The week we left was the week before state-run schools broke for holidays. So we weren't travelling with hordes of school holiday travellers on our way up. We sort of got ahead of the school holiday crowds. I did some research into possible stops along the way and we decided that big four holiday parks, and if you Google that, you'll see that that is a chain of uh, holiday parks which have caravan spaces and cabins, uh, different sized cabins, and also generally camping facilities, um, kitchens, shared bathrooms, often a games room, jumping pillow, those sorts of things, little shops sometimes. Um, we looked at those big four holiday parks and thought that in most places their cabin accommodation looked pretty good for us. They comfortably fit six guests in most of them at reasonable prices. We don't need fancy accommodation. We just needed comfortable, practical um, places for us to have a sleep. Um, and we wanted places which would have some facilities for the children. And these big four parks um, usually have jumping pillows and playgrounds. Um, and as I'll mention soon, one of them even had a water park on this trip. The cost of big four membership, and you do need to be a member, I think, to book with them, was about $50 at the time that we travelled, $50 for an annual membership. And we um, got a discount then on our bookings. And we felt, felt that that membership fee was well and truly outweighed by the savings we made with our big four member discounts across this trip. And then we also used the same uh, discount to book an Easter trip um, the following year as well, well, before that 12 months ran out. So if you were planning to travel to a range of destinations within a 12-month window in Australia, big four membership definitely makes sense for larger families. So we stopped for our first night. We left Brisbane after work. So we were sort of heading to um, Harvey Bay for that first night and we were planning to stop along the way somewhere for dinner, which is what we did. Unfortunately, I left it a little bit too late because we were umming and ahhing about whether we would do this first night and get on the road a bit earlier. Um, and so I missed out on Big Four in Harvey Bay, but they do have one. Uh, instead, we stayed at a very similar establishment, the Harvey Bay Holiday and Caravan Park, and we got a cabin there as well. That was fine. It was really nice. We took a drive down to the water before we left in the morning, um, and then we drove from there to Rockhampton. At Rockhampton, we were able to get in at the Big Four. It had a really nice jumping pillow. The um, cabins were lovely. The kids really liked those facilities. Rockhampton itself isn't a massive tourist destination, but it is famous for its beef production and they have some uh, large statues around town of different breeds of bulls um, from different breeds of cattle. And so we did spend some time hunting for those statues, which the kids found fun. Our next stop after Rockhampton the next night was at the Big Four in Bowen. Bowen's Park is situated right on the water. It's actually really beautiful. There's access there to walk down to the rocks, um, sort of like a rock wall at the front of the park. And we enjoyed walking down there and then along a little bit of beach that's um, accessible. It's not really a swimming beach, but the kids looked at some rocks and shells and things and just enjoyed that. Um, and we we enjoyed Bowen. We found it um, quite pretty. The, there's a pool in the middle of the complex with cabins around it, which we really liked. Um, the one thing to be aware of is that uh, Bowen is somewhat of a small country town still, even though it's a nice little coastal spot. And we did struggle to get... Um, takeaway food on a Sunday, which we were surprised about because uh, where we come from in a big urban centre, 
there's no problem anytime getting food. We can access takeaway food 24-7. Um, so just be mindful of that if you're traveling into some of these places on the weekends. Um, they might still have some of those more traditional uh, setups in, in the way that their community works, where Sundays might be a bit more for rest. So after we went to Bowen, um, the last day that we drove, we were planning to stay with our family member in Cairns. So we had our accommodation covered in um, in Cairns itself, but they do have a big four there as well, a really nice one. Now, throughout our journey north, we noticed the temperature changing. Once we got past Rockhampton, we no longer needed our jackets. And we also noticed that the main land use changed to sugarcane farming. And um, once we got to sort of the sugarcane area, the road started taking us past the coast from time to time. And we could see glimpses of the beautiful water um, and the colour changing to a sort of a beautiful turquoise. And that was the, the southern part of the Great Barrier Reef. So if you're making this drive, you actually get to see a lot of the reef, not just the most popular parts up near Cairns, um, but you get to drive along past the southern Great Barrier Reef for quite a while as well. Um, we stopped at parks and beaches along the way. We just sort of looked um, a day in advance at the different places we might be going past. We had been told about the TYTO wetlands in Ingham, and that's one of Australia's largest urban wetlands rehabilitation projects. It has a little information centre and some bridges over some uh, waterways, and the kids enjoyed that. It was a nice little stop. We also stopped at the Big Boot in Tully, and that's a pretty cool place to go. It's a very um, big structure where you can walk up inside the boot and wave from the top. And the boot's got something to do with the amount of rainfall, I think, in Ingham. Uh, we also stopped at Etty Bay, where we saw Cassowary down near the beach, and that was really pretty as well. From our base in Cairns, once we got there, we went out to Green Island, and we enjoyed viewing the reef from a glass-bottomed boat. With fairly young children, we didn't go diving or scuba diving on this trip. Um, we did do that uh, at a future time once the kids were a bit bigger, um, but you could certainly do that if you had older children and winter is a good time to go uh, into the water up there. There's less stingers. Um, we also enjoyed in Cairns a massive treehouse and play area down near the Cairns waterfront. Um, the cafe is perfect because parents can then grab a coffee while they sit and watch their children have an absolute blast in this massive tree um, with, with all these little platforms and houses built into it. Really cool. Um, we also enjoyed Muddy's Playground, which is a little water play area, a little water play park, um, as well as the Cairns Lagoon, which is beautiful and well worth a visit. The night markets were also a treat. Uh, we got both the main course and dessert there one evening, and then we went back to the markets, the morning markets, on our final morning in Cairns, and we had some really nice pastries and some sugarcane juice then as well. Um, we made some day trips from Cairns. We went out to Coranda. There's a, um, a light rail that heads out there and there's also um, the ability to ride some gondolas and things through the forest. We saw Barren Falls, the massive waterfall, um, and we took some walks through the forest on different boardwalks that were really very family friendly. It's a great little spot to visit to experience the far north Queensland tropical rainforest with kids. We also went to Granite Gorge and there's all sorts of rock wallaby there and um, that's a pretty cool spot. We went to Mariba where there's a restaurant where we had some delicious antipasto food and we also took a trip to Hartley's Crocodile Adventures Park. Hartley's is a working crocodile farm as well as offering boat rides which gives you some pretty um, amazing 
up close encounters with the crocs. They feed them from the boat and you can see them jump up and um, take the food, which is pretty cool. Uh, I did have a bit of an uncomfortable encounter with a brown snake at Hartley's. I had taken my youngest off to have a little bit of a feed and settle down. And um, we went for a walk into an enclosure, like a gated enclosure area where you walk on a, a looped path, which takes you in and out from the same gate. And we were looking at the cassowaries in that area. Um, and as I came back around the loop ready to leave, um, a little brown snake, which are quite venomous, um, slid across the path. And I tried everything I knew um, without trying to stir it up or get any closer, but I just tried to create some movement and vibrations, which might have encouraged it to move on, but nothing worked. It was just me on my own in there. And so I tried frantically to call my family, but had no reception and they hadn't noticed I was missing. Um, so it was probably 15 minutes later, I was waiting really nervously in that area, just wondering what I was going to do. Um, and a large group of people came along the path from the other direction coming into the enclosure and with their movement and vibrations, the snake moved on. And so then I was quite um, distressed when I caught up with my family and a bit upset that they hadn't noticed I was missing. Uh, and ironically enough, they were heading to the snake show when I finally caught up with them. So I got to sit through a presentation about even more snakes. But anyway, it was a great day out. Highly recommend that. We really enjoyed our time in and around Cairns, actually. We know there is more we could see if we were to return. You could certainly spend a week or two just exploring some of the history in the area that we really didn't get to see. Um, and it's definitely on our list for a relaxing break again at some point. It's probably a place we'd go to next time just to soak up a bit of the atmosphere more than we did when the kids were younger and we were sort of driven by our um, kids' schedules. On the way home, um, as I said, that last morning we fueled up with uh, pastries and sugar cane juice. Not sure that straight sugar was the smartest thing to load the kids up with, but it's one of those experiences that you do want to have um, and see what it tastes like when you're in sugarcane territory. Um, but then we managed to make it all the way from there to Townsville before we had lunch in Townsville. And then we went down to Airlie Beach and spent our first night on the way home at the Big Four Park in Airlie Beach. We really liked this big four. It has its own water park and it also has bird feeding activities and different things on offer for kids, which we thought were pretty cool. Um, we just had some limited options in terms of where we could stop within sensible driving distance for that next night coming back. So we ended up at the very same big four in Rockhampton for our second night on the trip home. Normally we do try to mix things up, but that was a tried and true accommodation option for us. It was perfectly located and that was fine. Um, and then instead of stopping again after that, as we had done on the way up and adding one more stop in, we decided to just drive home in one go because we knew we'd be starting at the beginning of a day, not at the end of a work day as we were on our first night when we'd stopped at Harvey Bay. And we also made a point of taking a more inland route, not perhaps as scenic, but at least that way we weren't covering the very same roads and we got to see some different outback or country towns. We were a bit disappointed to find ourselves hunting out our jackets again once we got to Rockhampton on the way home. Um, our time further north had certainly given us a lovely reprieve from the cooler southern Queensland weather. So that's something to keep in mind if you don't like the cold um, and you want to escape it and you're an Australian. That's a, uh, Cairns is a great place to go for that. We would actually highly recommend heading north for the winter. It's a safer time to swim in far north Queensland with less risk of stingers. 
And you may have heard of that, but the uh, Irukandji jellyfish up there can be uh, fatally fatal. And it happens rarely that someone gets stung and even more rarely that the sting is fatal, but it can happen. So it's nice to have no fear of that in winter. And the weather is really lovely. Cairns can get pretty humid at other times of the year. So all in all, we were very glad we made the choice to drive to Cairns instead of flying. And uh, we enjoyed our stops along the way. And I really recommend the road trip to Cairns for young families. I hope that's been helpful. Please uh, follow us at travelfunwith4.com. Send me any questions to uh, travelfunwith4 at gmail.com. And please uh, like and rate this podcast so that I can see who's following. And um, leave me feedback so that I can accommodate some of your questions in future episodes as well. Thanks so much. Bye.